0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a theater near you. My name is Chris, and I'm joined this evening by two of my very favorite people in the world, Paul and Sean. Paul, say hi.
1: Hey, everybody. And Sean, say hi. Hi.
0: And that's our show. Good night. No, I'm just kidding. This is our very first episode. So uh, let's lay down the basics of what we're all about. On this show, we're going to talk about movies. On alternating episodes, we'll be talking about a major, timely new release. And on the others, we'll be talking about some of our older favorite movies, uh, which will be chosen alphabetically because why the heck not? So to answer the, the next important question, who are we? Uh, let's explain who we are. Paul, why don't you go first? Who are you?
1: Oh, all right. Well, I'm Paul. Uh, Chris and I have been friends for a very long time. Um, I work in technical theater. Uh, I work for a, uh, university in the Philadelphia area. I, um, you know, I, I, also studied film, but I don't think any of that import- is important. Really what it is is I just like to watch movies. I'm a guy who likes to watch movies. <laughs> As am I. All right. Uh, Sean, what about you? Who are you?
2: Well, I have a lover of fine wine and fine women, uh, <laughs> No, I, I don't think I'm qualified to do any of this. I uh, The closest thing, I took a full <laughs> class in high school, taught by a, a great teacher. He was nice and tall. He, he, he showed me some stuff. Uh, I have been working on my own... Uh, I worked at a bookstore, and I read all these books that were like a thousand movies to see, to see before you die, and I've been working my way through like these giant lists of movies, so I guess I'm a film fan. Um... So that's about the most credentials I have that are relevant to
1: this. Sean, do you feel like your teacher's tallness helped you understand movies better? I do. You know what? If you've got a short
2: teacher, it's real easy to just ignore them. But when someone's like, this guy was like seven, seven, six, he was a professional (laughs) basketball player before being a teacher. So like when he talks, you
0: listen. He had the duck through going indoors. Like right, I that remember, dude was, was huge.
2: Like, he literally played for the Pacers. So when he talked, <laughs> I listened, mostly out of fear, but I think that helped me to absorb more. My <laughs> ADD was uh, a real a real situation.
1: See, now now I feel like I'm behind with this movie thing. Like I feel like I'm just the guy that likes movies, and if you guys both had a giant <laughs> teacher that made you pay attention to movies, I feel like I'm behind the eight ball now.
0: Mister. Did P? you not have... Mr. P in school? Oh, yeah, Mr. P. <laughs> Never mind. We're all on the same level. <laughs> How do you forget a seven
2: foot, I don't remember what it was, seven foot seven <laughs> Pacers guard trying to teach you
0: film?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. That was a long time ago.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I will, I'll, I'll go last. Uh, my name is Chris. Uh, I. I do a lot of different podcasts on the uh the the podcast network that we're on here the geekade podcast network i host the stone age gamer podcast about video games i uh co-host this week's episode which is about tv shows um i do a podcast about video game music and it's basically the only way i know to keep in touch with people i like so uh, <laughs> i decided well we don't have a movie podcast on the site yet and i want to talk to paul and sean more so here we are Um uh, I love movies. I love pretty much any forms of media that I can consume because I'm a media junkie, I suppose. But uh, I I have a deep seated love of of good and bad movies. So this uh, should be a lot of fun to discuss movies with
1: you guys. And, and this movie in particular seems like it's you're uniquely suited for it because of your video game background, <laughs> right? Uh, you would think.
0: Uh, and yet I was still kind of lost at some of this stuff, <laughs> maybe because of the filmmaking, maybe because it's based on newer games. I don't know. But for our first episode, we'll be discussing the brand spanking new Mortal Kombat reboot. We're talking Mortal Kombat from Warner Brothers Pictures, released April 23rd, 2021 in the United States. It was directed by Simon McQuid? McQueed? Mick, Q-U-O-I-D. Sure, let's go with that. This is his major motion picture directorial debut. And based on what I saw, I'm not entirely surprised. Uh, It's based on the video game series Mortal Kombat, created by Ed Boon and John Tobias. And the movie was rated R. So before we start talking about the actual content of the movie, let's talk about how we watched it. Paul, how did you consume Mortal Kombat.
1: Wait, wait, are you telling me you watched Mortal Kombat 2021? I'm here ready to talk about Mortal <laughs> Kombat 1995. I was going to tell you about the the uh the cutting edge technology of that uh spear thing coming out of Scorpion's hand with all the uh all the finesse of the Terminator 2 series. Also, I was going to talk about Christopher Lambert as Raiden with his Electric eyes that sort of harkened back to the quickening and uh, and, his and his days gr- as the excellent Highlander. Excellent sharp wit.
0: I don't think so. <laughs>
2: we're gonna this is gonna this is we're gonna li- we're gonna land back on Christopher Lambert because after this, me and uh, me and my girlfriend Jacqueline, we had to look up him and be like, "Where has he been, man?" And I mean, he did great work in Highlander and then Mortal Combat, and I haven't seen him. And we li- we like looked him up on IMDb. Apparently, he went French on us. I don't know what was going
1: on there, but
0: dude, his last name is Lambert. He's always been French. <laughs>
1: That's. I th- I think that says a lot about uh, how Sean felt about the movie, that he spent it thinking about what Christopher Look, I say, might be when doing. When I say now. we
2: looked into that, I mean, like, we know, like, we, we did some research. Apparently, he was actually born in America and moved to France when he was, like, two, grew up there, so he is kind of French, but his parents were French. But the real reason, I'm going I to forgive him all of that, the real reason I have a problem at this point is because apparently after Mortal Kombat, he moved back to French and exclusively made French movies and television, which really, like, if you're French and American, uh, you know, and you choose to move back there and just shun us, then I, I'm, I don't know, i got to turn against you at this point. I, I would have let it go before that, but you now it's like, well, you're dead. <laughs> I,
1: I guess it makes you uniquely suited to play... A guy from the Highlands of Scotland, and also an Asian character that shoots lightning from his
2: hands. There are a few casting uh, directors that should be fired harder or
1: faster than that man. Although I loved it, it's also the best part of that movie. It's weird.
0: Yeah, from, from the 1995 Mortal Kombat.
1: Sorry, sorry. I'm trying. I was trying to make a dumb joke. I did not watch the 1995 Mortal Kombat. Um Yes. How did I? How did I consume the movie? I, I feel like I did it the same way that everybody did, which is uh, these days you can't do anything or go anywhere. You're just watching what's on HBO Max. So um, I, I specifically got HBO Max to watch the uh, you know the four hour long uh, Super Friends movie there. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. uh, so you know, after that, I said, well, I guess I'm keeping this for the summer because, uh, you know, I want to be able to watch new releases this summer. So um, I, d- I didn't even really know that Mortal Kombat was coming out. Like, I, this was not really on my radar. And then, you know, maybe a week before, I was perusing the uh, the Apple trailers, which I like to do occasionally, which, again, also is depressing now because, like, you look at it now, and you go, oh, look, one movie this month. Um, but, uh, you know, I was like, oh, Mortal Kombat. And then we watched the trailer, and, like, I got to say, this was a ballsy trailer, because it was just, it was like the whole first scene of the movie. Like, I've never seen a trailer like this where they were like, hey, you know what we're going to show you? We're going to show you the whole first scene of the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing, I watched that, too. Yeah, and I, like, I watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be great, like, what an amazing, like, I don't know what this is about, but this is awesome. And then, you know, everything after that point was like, oh, so this happened. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we were, we were sort of amped to watch um, Mortal Kombat, and, uh, you know, I probably checked it out pretty late in the evening, um, but uh, when it was over, I was like, oh, uh, I got a lot to talk about with Chris and Sean. And then... Then I wanted to try to beef up for this podcast, so I wanted to try to watch the nineteen ninety five Mortal Kombat. wasn't on HBO Max. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the other one, what's it called, the uh, Annihilation or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. sequel. Yeah, I, I, I watched like maybe half of that while I was trying to fall asleep last night. And honestly, oh like, God. I think it was a, a more enjoyable experience because it <laughs> in it, it, it no way took itself seriously. It was just like, oh, remember all that stuff that happened? Well, we're going to fight people again. Go. Um, so.
0: Annihilation is so freaking bad. That movie's. That movie's ugh. <laughs> There's a point in that movie where Sub Zero shows up and he's like. Wait, didn't we kill you? Like no, no. I'm other Sub-Zero, all right? I'm going to make a bridge out of ice. And then Scorpion shows up and he they fight for like 30 years or something. And then he teleports away with Katana. and He goes, "Suckers!" like Precious Roy from Ciphernali. <laughs> and then and then Sub-Zero is like, "Yo, you're not ready to do this. Let's go this way." And then they go that way, and then you never see Sub-Zero and Scorpion again for the rest of the movie. <laughs> They're just gone. <laughs>
1: it it's it sounds about as <laughs> yeah as cohesive as what we watched on hbo max anyway so
0: <laughs> yes we'll, we'll we'll get to that um uh let's see uh i watched it um so i watched this on sunday night and I, I went to watch it on saturday night and i said to my wife karen i said um so i'm doing this podcast and we need to watch mortal combat uh would you like to watch it with me and she said, no, <laughs> I have no interest in seeing that movie. So here's my counteroffer. Sunday night is the Oscars, and I know you don't care about watching the Oscars. And I said, you're absolutely right. I don't care about watching the Oscars. So I watched this downstairs in my basement, um, which is was not previously set up too well for watching movies. But I recently moved my PlayStation 4 down into my basement. Uh, and connected it to my ten year old plasma TV because uh, I'm still rocking a plasma from ten years ago. Uh, and I downloaded the HBO Max app or HBO Now or HBO. What is it? HBO oh, Max? I think is that what? It I think it's it? HBO Go. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> There's like four <laughs> different HBO apps. Either way, I downloaded the HBO, the current HBO app, HBO Guess. Uh, and I booted it up on my PlayStation Four. <laughs> hbo obh <laughs> i don't know why not uh i didn't have any snacks i watched it alone i did have a glass of chocolate milk uh and that was pretty much it i watched it alone by myself uh and then when it was over i sat in silence for a moment and it just kind of absorbed what i watched and then i went upstairs and i had a quick chat with karen and then she said something about uh some actress doing a butt dance or something on the Askers and I said, all right, I'm out. I'm going to go upstairs and read comic books and go to sleep, and then I did. Uh, how about you, Sean? How did you, how did you watch uh, the movie? So
2: I started to watch it uh, during the workday because uh COVID, and uh, I got downtime, and I got like two minutes in, and my girlfriend walked out because uh, she works in the bedroom and I work in the living room because, I don't know, it's COVID. And she was like, hey, I wanted to watch that. And I was like, that can't be right. What you're saying can't be, you want to watch Mortal Kombat? I didn't even think to ask her. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I, I think I like the first one with Christopher Lambert. And that's when we started talking about Christopher Lambert. And then the, I was like, all right, I'll wait till dinner time. You'll be done work at five. So then we sat in front of our TV in our living room, which is like a, I don't know, maybe 49 or 51 inches, you know, decent sized TV that we got from the arcade, we paid for it with tickets that we won playing video games in the arcade down in LBI. Uh, that was our first big joint purchase. It took a lot of video gaming to get to the, you know, they have it up on the wall, they don't expect anybody to buy it. But if you just sit there all day with hundreds of dollars and spend way more than that 51-inch Samsung is worth, it was probably a $400 TV, we probably dropped $700, $800 in video games to get enough tickets. But the, uh, we watched it on that TV... Uh, HBO Max, of course, because nobody can go to the theater. And it makes me think that pre-COVID, um, I stopped going to the theater. I, like, I, I am a, I'm I a movie fan. I I, I not take a lot of movies. And uh, I stopped going to the theater for anything that didn't have big special effects, like the the Marvel superhero movies and something like this, Mortal Kombat. When I, when I would go see this, I would go to the theater, because that's what the theater, I feel, increases. Your Jurassic Parks, your Marvel movies... Things with big special effects. Anything else, comedies, dramas, anything like that, I'd rather watch at home, on my couch, uh, comfortable, and just you know, I don't need a I don't need a giant screen or great sound effects where I can feel the T Rex stomping or whatever. But this is this is the type of movie I would have gone to the theater for. I think it would have been better because there's special effects and fight scenes. Et cetera, et cetera. But we sat there on the couch and watched it. Uh, Snack wise, it was about dinner time, so like. We got about halfway through the movie, picked the slow scene, stopped it, and and got our dinner out of the kitchen. It was some sort of Asian shrimp dish. It was pretty good, I guess. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I probably had a beer or two while I was watching it. It's, you know, that, that's how I intook this movie. Intook. That's what I'm going with.
1: I thought I thought you were going to say I won't go to the theater for anything anymore that doesn't have Christopher Lambert. in it. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing a hard line there. I'm also, I'm also really impressed that the thing that you said was your first big purchase was bought completely with tickets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Could you imagine me being with a girl and the story being anything different than that? Like, obviously, we're not going to house together or buy anything together until we can do it with video game tickets. Like, that's that's step one. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I, I suppose I wouldn't expect anything less of you. I, I also suppose... That I believe, that we've, I also suppose that we've come a long way, because like, wasn't it that you and me that went, um, I think we went to something, you know, game place in LBI or something like that, and all we could afford was like a little plastic football, and then we set up like a sharing thing where you got it one weekend and I got it (laughs) another weekend? Like, wasn't that you and me that did that? That might
2: have been, that sounds about right. If I had to guess back in the day, that was probably Ocean City or Wildwood, but, you know, because LBI was a little ritzy when we were young, but. (laughs) <laughs> That'll so out. who has the plastic
0: football now
2: it's my turn and paul's holding out <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll get it to you as soon as i can <laughs> so um here, here's what happened with me as soon as i finished the movie i i had a thought that kind of made me sad because uh, i didn't hate the movie I, I also can't say that i really enjoyed it all that much but i didn't hate it but I went upstairs and I sat down next to Karen and I said, "I can't believe I'm saying this, but I mean I mean this legitimately. The original Mortal Kombat was a better movie. Like it's not. The original Mortal Kombat is it, it's it's pure cheese. It's a giant block of cheddar. It's but Are you as you a don't movie, like cheddar. I love cheddar. I, I I love cheddar and I I love the <laughs> original Mortal Kombat movie. It's not good, but it." It functions as a movie. It sets up characters. It gives you their motivations. It follows through with them. It tells a cohesive story air quotes there uh, and then it then it concludes and that's the thing that it does. This movie was just I loved that intro, like the whole beginning thing. Paul saw was oh, this is cool. You got the, the ninjas and the, the, they are all killing each other, and this, this is going to be a good movie, right? And then the next scene, it was like okay, but what happened to these guys? All right, well, uh, this is clearly going to connect to these guys in some way, shape, or form with uh, this really boring MMA fighter. Uh, And then, like, they just kept going away and away. And then we didn't see Scorpion again until, like, the end of the movie.
1: Yeah. um, I I almost felt like they made that thing, the trailer, purposely to trick us because it wasn't like any other part of the movie. Uh, number one, um, you know, it 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 sort of made me think that there was going to be oh I don't know characters that we invest in and care about. Also, like, are those guys the the guys that played Scorpion and Sub Zero? Like, they look like they might have been like trained martial arts like fighters. Like the the one guy that was Scorpion, I've seen him in other stuff. Like I've seen him in like Westworld when they go to the like samurai area. Mm-hmm. Like is that is that true? Are those are those? Well, let's see. Uh, Sub
0: Zero was played by Joe Taslim. Uh, let's see who is. Oh my goodness! He was born on June twenty third, nineteen eighty one. I'm one day older than that guy.
1: Oh, that's exciting! You guys could <laughs> celebrate your birthdays together. Wow! Well, yeah, uh, he is he felt a...
2: like an adult. That means I'm an adult and you're an adult. Paul's this suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, he is a judo athlete of Chinese descent, so that that, that covers Sub-Zero, so he's a trained martial artist. Let's see, where is Hanzo Hasashi, a.k.a. Scorpion, was played by uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, um, who was born in 1960. It looked like there was a pretty sizable age difference between those guys. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, but, but, but.
2: 1960? That can't be right. you tell me that guy was 65? something years old
0: that's what it says hiroyuki sonata was born on
2: sixty one, sixty two, something like that 12th that's of crazy. october
0: 1960 yep
1: i guess he's just in really good
0: shape yeah seems that way he's
2: like my like the same age as my dad that's crazy
0: <laughs> he is a look uh, good look good definitely a good japanese actor uh it doesn't say anything in his imdb profile about being uh Trained in martial arts, but he does appear to have been. I mean, he was in the Twilight Samurai. He was apparently in the Wolverine. Uh, yes, God, right. who was he in that movie? He played Westworld. He was in Avengers: Endgame. He's someone named Akihiko. Okay, sure. Uh, why not? We'll do that. So yeah, they they both had a martial arts training.
1: I, I mean. You know, sure. I, I I thought the movie was off to a really good start, and then it, it literally just went to weird, weird places. And, I mean, I think I had a similar thought to you, Chris, about comparing it to the other one. Um, but, you know, I started thinking, like, what was it that I was expecting out of this movie? And then I was sort of left with the question, like, well, what's the plot of the video game? Like... Like, did I, was I expecting something out of this? Because there's a plot to the video game? I, I feel like the video game was just like, you pick a dude and then you fight another dude and somebody wins. Like, it's, <laughs> is there more to it than this? Like, like why? Pretty much the plot of the first movie
0: where there's a tournament. And if you the Outworld wins enough times, then they get to rule Earth. And so they fight in a tournament. But then they didn't do that in this movie. They're were like, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the tournament a lot, but we're never gonna actually have a
1: tournament. It's true they didn't have a tournament. It was just these guys had to defeat these guys or the other. It, it wasn't in it wasn't in Mortal Kombat. It was just like you had to knock them out so they didn't win.
2: It's annoying when you watch a movie and you're like, why the bad guys, the good guys being so stupid, especially the bad guys, because usually when you're watching a movie, the bad guys have no morals. It's like, well, why are they being stupid about this? Right up to the end, I was like, well, now we're going to eventually get to Mortal Kombat, and there will only be like one or two guys left alive, and they'll have to actually do it. And it didn't do that. But the... I did appreciate the fact that the bad guys were just like, fuck it, let's just go, we're just gonna go kill everybody before the contest even begins. And I'm like, that's what a bad guy would do. This makes way more sense. So, like, I really did appreciate the, uh, screw the tournament, there's probably rules and stuff we gotta follow. There's gonna be like a referee. No, 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 let's just go kill them cheater style way ahead of time. Like, I don't know. I liked that. (laughs)
0: Well, they did that in the original movie too,
2: right? Yeah, they went in, after him. in the
0: original movie. Shang Tsung sicked uh, scorpion and Sub Zero on him, and Raiden was just like, "No, no, you can't do this. I can, I can, because I'm Lord Raiden. I'm the Thunder God. I will stop this from happening." And so they ha- they had a, a MacGuffin built in to make them do the tournament. So they they. And I can't believe I'm talking about the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie being more well thought out than this because they were just like, no, we're just going to cheat this whole time. Like, yes, I appreciate that, that they want to cheat the whole time, but it doesn't make it for a more interesting movie because now it's just like, well, now it's just the good guys are on the ropes the whole time. And I have not learned to care about these good guys nearly enough to care that they're on the ropes like that. What's his name? Uh, um what was my my friend? My friend Jared referred to him as Party City Colossus because uh, he had the armor, the armor that looked like a Party City costume of Colossus, uh, which we'll we'll get to that in a bit. I could not have cared less about him. He was like dead fish on the screen the whole time, and then we meet Sonya.
1: Are, are you you're speaking of our main character Cole Young? Is that right? Yes, our
0: our our main character Cole Young in the Mortal Kombat pantheon of video games, where there's like a hundred and fifty established characters to choose from. They decide to invent a new
1: one for this movie and make it the main guy. Now, now, hang on, <laughs> hang on. I want to get into Cole Young. I have a lot of big feelings about Cole <laughs> Young. Okay, okay. But All right. bef- before we move past this. I feel like you guys are not giving this its proper due, right? Because you have said that there's no rules to this and that it's like, well, the bad guys just said, why don't we kill all the good guys and get it over with? And that it was just sort of a free-for-all. That's not accurate. There were rules to this, and I'm going to bring this back to Christopher Lambert, (laughs) right? But they had those tattoos, and when you beat somebody with a tattoo, the tattoo goes on the other person. You might say it quickens onto (laughs) the winner, and that at the end, there could be only one. (laughs) (laughs) There were rules to Mortal Kombat.
0: There were indeed, and they had to win all their tournaments or whatever like the whole thing was they were going to kill all them so that they could win the tournament by default so they were still following the rules of mortal Kombat. they were just breaking the other rules or whatever
2: so 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 there's two things here one uh i've already forgotten the second one so that's great but the first one and the important one chris said something a moment ago about being a good movie and i feel like if we do this on an ongoing basis this podcast if it actually works out the, we're, we're gonna find that I'm the easiest going on movies i i want to be entertained I am on board right like I suspension of disbelief man you gotta fight against me I wanna just lose sense of reality for an hour and a half and be entertained I'm working with you so you have to really screw this up so when I'm watching a movie I've got like uh, again again from reading all those books and I made all these lists for myself I've got like 25 lists of different types of movies. I kind of keep them in that category. So this is a video game movie, right? So when I'm sitting down to watch a video game movie, I am not expecting Shakespeare. Now that is not a license to make a terrible movie. Don't get me wrong. And They
0: didn't, but I don't think they made the, a terrible movie. Just right, gotta lay right. that down.
2: I got through the right. I got through the whole thing. I didn't turn it off. The uh, uh, so it wasn't terrible. If it's terrible, I turn it off. The uh, it's a it's a video game movie. So I go into this. Uh, the the example I usually use is Rampage. I watched Rampage with, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Rock. The Rock. And uh, look, that was everything I wanted it to be. And anyone who didn't like that movie shouldn't have sat down to watch that movie. You were sitting down to watch a 1980s, uh, a movie based on a 1980s video game starring The Rock. If you thought you were going to get anything other than exactly what they put in front of me, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, that's they, they did exactly what was supposed to happen in this scenario. Again, it's not Shakespeare. It doesn't deserve an Oscar, but it was entertaining, and it, you know, I don't know. It you know, it hit all the points. So my biggest problem, which gets us back to what Paul was just saying, or, or what Chris was about to bring us to, is the main character. I watched this whole movie, and, and I assumed because my Mortal Combat knowledge is not great. I I played the first one, uh, uh, first one a lot. The second one, I'll say a lot. You know, not as much as the first one, but the second one a lot, and the third one a bit, and that's it. So when I watched this movie, I just kind of assumed that that main character dude who I didn't know was a character from like Mortal Kombat 4 or 5 or 17, because I don't know how far they got, um, that I didn't know. So I just kind of gave the movie a pass on that. But when you're making a video game movie, especially when you have a cast of characters like Mortal Kombat has to choose from, the fact that you're now saying they made this character up, I I am, I just, I, the, uh, I'm appalled. It's (laughs) like, why? There's so, you have this many characters to choose from and you've made somebody up. The, I'm assu- i am also assumed that the chick with the wings was a character that I just didn't know. I don't know if that's true or not anymore.
0: Yeah, she's from a later. She's from a later game. All
2: right. So see, that's fine.
0: They're up to. I think the most recent one is Mortal Kombat 11. Just to, to put that into perspective.
2: Right. Okay. So the chick, I'm fine with. You grabbed a popular character from Mortal Kombat 9, who had some wings, and you threw her in there. Hey, have at it. That's fine. Right. So I, again, I assumed as much. But you're telling me the main character was just completely made up for this movie, and now I'm just like, that's not how you make yeah. a video game movie.
0: Especially when that's your main character, and look at all of the marketing. See, here's, here's where I started to get kind of problematic with it. Here's why I took more offense to that than anything, was that... This movie is marketed, I'm looking at the poster right now, and it is Scorpion versus Sub-Zero. Everything I've seen is like, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, real big in the middle. And then the secondary stuff I've seen about this movie always is like, well, here's Liu Kang and Kung Lao, and they look great, right? Except, yeah, they were, they were alright. I was fine
1: with them, they just didn't have much of a, a presence. Whatever. Oh, re- really? You thought they were okay? I thought... Uh, Luke, I thought Liu Kang uh, made a very convincing lifelike human puppet. Yeah, Liu Kang,
0: <laughs> I say they're okay because Kung Lao was pretty much Kung Lao, except why didn't he... Te- <sighs> they show right in the beginning that he can do his cool little teleport move, right? Because he teleports right in there, and that's his, one of his things in the game is he can just kind of teleport, right? So why didn't he teleport during the fight
1: at all? He just did stuff with the hat, and then he just... Yeah, whatever. <sighs> so, wait, wait. Uh, so I- I need, I need to go back and hit a couple points but wh- while we're here talking about Kung <laughs> Lao and him teleporting like so I totally forgot that he could teleport right like I like <laughs> my my knowledge of these games is similar to Sean's I played I played the first one a lot at at Jimmy Yamaguchi's uh-huh. house like like he had the the classic Sega and we would all go over there and play that I played the second one a lot probably in the arcade I don't think I played anything after the second one. Um and uh yeah, I didn't know who a lot of those bad guys were. I was bummed that like my favorite bad guy wasn't in there, the dude with the teeth and the claws. Baraka. Baraka? Yeah. Yeah. Um so I don't know, maybe they were trying to like keep him up their sleeve for like a a different movie or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean clearly um, they're
0: setting up sequels. They're going after Johnny Cage in the the end of this one for for the second one. But yeah, I didn't
1: see Baraka uh, and that was kind of a letdown. I, I have I have Big thoughts about that whole Johnny Cage ending, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, yeah, no, the get like getting back to, to Cole Young and what was the deal about Cole, Cole, Cole Young? Like, all right, so I like, I agree with Chris, and maybe this is another reason why I was like subconsciously really annoyed about the start of the movie because, yeah, all the marketing stuff shows Sub Zero and Scorpion and like. The way that first scene started, like, made you think that was going to be real integral to the story, and like, I guess it wasn't not integral to the story, but it wasn't the the rest of the movie did not follow in the in the footsteps of that first scene. Yeah. Um, but then, like, like Cole, like Cole Young, like, all right, so the the first the the original ninety five Mortal Combat, like, like Liu Kang was kind of the main character, right? Yeah.
0: Luke Kang was the main guy, yeah. and he teamed up yeah. with Johnny Cage and Sonya, and they all went into the crazy world of Mortal Kombat, and hijinks ensued, and there was violence and techno yeah, like, music, and everybody was happy.
1: Why not have him? Like, like, why introduce a new guy to be the guy that you focus on? Why not have him, or why not have I, I don't know? Um, and, and and sort of getting back to that whole thing with. Liu Kang, who I thought was not great, and, and Kung Lao. Yeah, no,
0: Liu Kang was not great. Kung Lao was fine as Kung Lao. I somewhat enjoyed him, but Liu Kang was, like, he had no presence at
1: all. And the dude was shooting fire out of his hands. And he was still boring. How does that work? Why did... The- why did the movie think we couldn't meet more than one person at once? Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, like, why did the movie think that we weren't smart enough to meet two people at the same time? Like, like, it would it would incrementally introduce you to each character, at a at a to the extent that some of it was like laughable, like where like you meet Sonia and like they're talking or whatever. And she's like, Oh, by the way, I got this dude tied up over here. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, I'm you're like, you <laughs> yeah, know, been here the whole it, time. <laughs> and, and like, it was, it was the same thing with, with Kung Lao and, and Liu Kang that, you know, like the movie was trying to tell you that they were connected, that they were cousins and that they were both training in this thing at the same time and whatever. And like, we, we had to have, Liu Kang sort of show up over that hill with the sun and be all, you know, like, oh, I'm Liu Kang. And then Kung Lao kind of just like popped up out of nowhere. Like it was it was almost as if they were like, we couldn't introduce you to two people at once. So this guy's going to just pop in here later. Whereas (laughs) in the original movie, you had Scorpion and
0: Sub-Zero, the deadliest of enemies, but slaves under my power. And that's all you got as far as backstory. And that's all you needed. I didn't have we didn't get an explanation as to why he had a CG snake in his hand, and we didn't get an explanation why Sub Zero had cool ice powers. But in this one they hit us with the Midi chlorians thing, with what do they call the, their their special abilities in this one?
1: Oh, I think they called it Akana?
0: Yeah, sure. Or was it Arcana? Ar- Ar- Ar-
1: Something like that, yeah
0: that we did did i need do we really need to go through that the whole like they have to find their arcana thing like can't we just have it be like we're in this fantastical world of mortal Kombat. of course this guy can throw, throw fireballs but no no we got to make kano earn this laser eye thing and then sonya gets pink rings at the end for reasons <laughs> and and what was Jax's ar- Jax's mm-hmm. Arcana that he can make robot arms bigger? <laughs> How does that think, work?
1: Yeah, I think that was the only way that they could justify getting him from like weird little like uh like you know half-ass Terminator arms to like big crazy arms. That that had to be his Arcana. But
2: the real question is, why did they give him? Half-ass terminated in
0: <laughs> <laughs> the first place. Or why couldn't it just been like an upgrade that he got before the bad guy showed up or something like they didn't. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, all right, I'm not I'm not gonna say that every mutant power in X-Men makes sense because it just doesn't. But at the end of the day, like, what would his arcana have been if he didn't have wimpy robot arms like. Would he have grown the, robot arms over his regular arms? Or would his regular arms have be ready? super beefy? Like,
2: what, what would it have been? And, you see, my problem with it isn't even that. My problem's on the other end. Like, whoever put those on him, those weird guys that work there, uh, <laughs> why did you develop robot arms that, like, get the sense from the brain but still suck? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, you're and you're doing this because he's got that symbol on him and you think he's going to be a fighter? You're telling me that you have technology far beyond what we have today, but they suck. Like, it's just like, (laughs) it was instantly, it took signals from his brain and he could use the arm, but they were tiny and weak and little. Well, you made them
1: tiny and weak and little. Just make them bigger, man. Or, if the arcana is just magic, right? If it's just a magic thing, like, it makes you throw fireballs, or it makes you, you know, makes you be able to throw a spinny hat, right? Like, whatever... It decides to be that it's just kind of magic. Then why give him the 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 you know wimpy robot arms at all? Like I think they missed an opportunity with him. Like they could have had him running around with stumps, <laughs> being like, "I still got a fight. I got the tattoo," you know. And then he like I, I guess he would have to train and sort of like bang his head against things and uh, get really good with, and then he get his arcana. So yeah.
2: <laughs> so here here's a. uh, a little off topic, but whatever. I'll transition like a freight truck. I don't care. Here we go. <laughs> the uh I felt the one thing I watching it, I was thinking, oh, I gotta talk about this. I should probably try to take mental notice something or other. And I'm watching it. The only character I really liked three quarters of the way through was Kano. And like in my head I was like, I'm not supposed to like Kano. Uh, he was a bad guy in the video game, I'm pretty sure he's gonna turn on these people just, you know, based on my aforeknowledge. But like he was the only one they fleshed out to a degree that I was kind of on board with. I was like, I like this guy. He's pretty good. I agree. He was uh, very entertaining I, to watch. He was entertaining to watch, and you liked him. I mean, he was he was, he was was gruff, and he was a dick, but he was a likable dick, you know? And then, like, he was the bad guy, which you saw coming, but it was like I didn't care about the good guys that much. It was, again, it wasn't a terrible movie. I got to the end of a terrible movie. I turned it off. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. They... I feel like the writers worked real hard on his dialogue, or maybe he was a better actor because they, they, a couple of the other characters came off flat. I don't know which was. I think it was a
0: combination but, of the two. It was he had more to work with, and you know he was just out there chewing the scenery, and th- that was kind of the thing. Like nobody else, it seemed like who everyone who was playing these other characters really wanted to take it very, 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 very seriously, and it it, it just didn't really work. It was trying to be too serious, but they, the the director couldn't connect the dots. Like It reminded me of the later Harry Potter movies, where it's like, we have this checklist of scenes we're going to do, and then we're going to worry about connecting them later. But then they never worried about connecting them later. <laughs> they just kind of put them next to right. each other, assuming that we're going to like follow the story. But there were so many jump cuts to like Outworld, and they were like, well, they'd all walked over and talked to Shang Tsung again. Well, what did that have to do with the previous scene? Like, where's the connective tissue? And it kept bringing me right out of it. And I'm not trying to overanalyze things. Like, I get the point that you were making before. This is a video game movie, and I want certain things to happen. But it was like, they wanted to try to transcend beyond just being video game movie and do a bunch of really cool stuff but they didn't make an entertaining enough movie, like a a cohesive enough movie in the meantime. And then on the opposite side of that, the video game lingo they shoved into there was so shoehorned. Like, in the original movie, they went out of their way to try and fit those things like finish him and fatality and stuff into the conversation. Like, into something made a degree of sense. Not a ton, but like a certain amount of sense. In this one, they were just like... Kung lao killed killed and was like fatality like nobody would say that and and of course the biggest gripe would be scorpion showing up at the end this dude has spoken exclusively japanese the entire movie and then all of a sudden get over here and then goes right back to speaking japanese like and I, i said this when i was talking to dan last night did he learn that one english sentence while he was in hell what what happened why did he say that it made no sense and, like, that they established a situation where Scorpion's saying, get over here, doesn't... Like, I can't even suspend my disbelief because I'm I'm also kind of similar to Sean. I'm I'm out to be pleased, right? I loved Godzilla vs. Kong. That movie was dumb as a bag of cats, but the giant lizard punched <laughs> the giant monkey and all the, the hollow earth stuff was completely ridiculous, but it, it all paid off. Like, they'd bring you up to these stupid... Stupid scenarios that all these things that make zero sense but then it didn't matter because it was entertaining enough to cover up for that right because it, 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 just, it just didn't matter giant monkey punch giant lizard success but in this one they established this movie universe they, they set these rules that then immediately betrayed the things that they were trying to do in the first place
1: like well then don't set those rules in the first place have the dude speak english <laughs> Would you have rather that instead of Akana they called it back back down triangle <laughs> circle? I mean
0: if, if Scorpion showed awesome. up and said backpack back back low punch and then he threw the thing and said get over here I would have been great you know but Kung Lao who didn't teleport by pressing down up which is how he did it in Mortal Kombat 2 just down up and he teleports across the movie they just... this movie made me mad yeah. <laughs> It made me mad because it, there's no reason this, this movie should not have been as a movie at least as good as the original Mortal Kombat. Because that's not a crazy high bar. The movie's not high art, but it is a very entertaining, stupid movie. And this was a fine movie. And I was hoping for more than fine.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: they kind of wasted Goro too.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was a bummer. Like, that was a great Goro design. He looked great. But then, like, they had him fight in a shed, and I loved it when his wife came out and, like, axed him in the back. <laughs> that, that made me pretty happy. Like, he's choking him out in order, and she's like, all right, screw this. Grabs an axe and, ax and just stabs him in the back. Like, okay, that was pretty cool. They had a couple of the cool fatalities and stuff in there, right? Like, when Kung Lao saw
1: bladed the Bat Lady in half, that was pretty awesome. But... Oh, that was ridiculous! Like his hat just turned into a table saw, <laughs> and that's what I'm here for. Right? That's yeah, Mortal right. Kombat. No, that was great. It, yeah. Well, it, if if we can get back to Kano for a Definitely. second, because it like it did kind of seem like he was in a different movie than everybody else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, a good one. so like, well, yeah, I know, right? Um, he was in the movie I, I wanted I to have, see. I have two. Sort of thoughts about this. So, I mean, number one, yeah, I thought Kano was, like, the sleeper hit of the movie, right? Like, uh, some things he said that I really enjoyed. Thank you for flying Air Kano. I know you had fuck-all choices. <laughs> um, uh, I like that he talked about shoving the sombrero up the guy's ass. Um, uh, or he, I think he said something like, your power is you have a hubcap as a helmet. Um, I mean... He had some really great lines when it came to uh Kung Lao or Kung Pao as he called him. Um I mean, I I think even like before he got his Akana, he had some line where he like told everybody to suck his balls. Like I mean, he was uh, like he I think he was kind of the funniest part of the movie. But then there was that scene where he was talking to the like robot guy. I don't know who that guy was. The bad guy who who, who said he was like in an iron lung. You know what I'm talking yeah, he's about? He's from Mortal Kombat 3 yeah.
0: and I've already, I'm already forgetting his name, but I love playing as him in Mortal Kombat 3.
2: Kato uh oh god, what's his name? Shoot, it's it's short. It's just one word. It's like Racco Rego, Kago... Oh my
0: goodness, this is gonna Shit. bother me. It's, uh... He's wearing
2: like a gas mask, and he's got two, like, long... Cabal! Cabal, there it is. God, I was in the ballpark.
0: <laughs> in the Cabal park?
1: Yeah. Oh! <laughs> I'm and so sorry. Like, that guy was kind of snarky, too, right? Like, he, you know, I think they were trying to do sort of like a snarky Deadpool kind of thing with that guy, too. But at one point, he starts talking about Kano, and he's like... Yeah, there's this guy on Earth. He like he can help us out. He'll join side, and he starts talking about the 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 Dragon Clan and all this stuff like that. And I was like, this sounds like a whole nother movie. <laughs> like, where was this movie? You know, like in the, in the fact that they're sort of setting all this stuff up with Sub Zero and Scorpion and how that scene was like the best in the movie. If there's other connections, like if there's other you know storylines between like Jax and Sonya or Cabal and Kano, or like whatever, like, like, why didn't they? I I, I don't know. I guess they just wanted to get to the fighty fight stuff and not have character. It, it, It 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 just brought me back to what, like, what was the point of all of it? Like, like, was the was the point to? Make a movie or a long video game cutscene?
0: Yeah, because like the only one that they really showed backstory to was Scorpion, who we didn't see till the end of the movie, and Cole, who was like, Am I supposed to like this guy? Because you're not showing me anything that makes me like him. He sucks at MMA fighting, I guess. He's good at losing, and (laughs) he's just kind of (laughs) bland.
2: He's demonstrated some care towards his family. That seems like a real low (laughs) bar. I mean, like, all right, he's like, not a dick. I dick. The okay. best I
0: can muster is basic human compassion, but he's not exactly likable, and that's, <laughs> that's not what you want out of your main character. But in the original movie, they did that kind of stuff. Remember? They they when Sonya you you knew why Sonya was after Kano, because like they had Sonya and Jack staking out and searching for Kano. They set up Johnny Cage and his whole relationship and, and what his reason for getting into the involved in the tournament was, and they set up Liu Kang and they did that stuff in that movie on the on, for the characters that you were supposed to care about and then follow. And they just kind of didn't in this one. We met Sony in the middle of the desert. And what was her backstory? She's been looking into this tournament for a while, and there's stuff all over the boards, I guess. She's got pictures everywhere.
2: And she's got Kano.
0: And she's got Kano tied
1: up. <laughs> because. <laughs> Why is he tied up there? What, who knows? The- it was also sorta of weird that Sonya didn't have a tattoo and then that ultimately she got her quickening tattoo by killing Kano. Like I just felt like I just felt like it was this prolonged inevitability of like like uh you know, she had him captured for all that time and I was like, Why not just fucking kill him then? Yeah. You know, like it just it was
0: And then in the desert he was like, Go ahead, kill me when she beat him in the desert and she's like, Nah. I'll do it later or something. Okay, but so now you're setting it up that she, this person I only vaguely care about, is going to have to kill the only character I'm enjoying watching. So <laughs> why are you doing this to me? So that she could get those glowy wrist? Things. Yeah, for like five seconds. So she mastered her arcana, or arcana, arcanum, or arcano or, or, in a uh, like five seconds flat or whatever. Yeah.
2: So not not only did she not only did she do that master it instantly, which seemed like a little bit of a jump. The the And the Kato guys, it seemed like a little bit of a jump, because he's like, yeah, Kano's the reason I'm in this iron lug, and then the next scene he's like, buddy-buddy with him. But then, like, right after she masters her arcana, or whatever it is, there was that scene, and, it, like, I followed it, but it just seemed like it was like, I'm gonna drop this giant statue on Jax and Sonya, and he kind of does it, and I know that then Jax gets the thing off her or whatever, but it just seemed not correctly edited through that whole uh i'm gonna say the third quarter of the movie like right not not towards the end but like it just seemed like i don't know it seemed like maybe they had a i want to think that they had about another 20 minutes of movie that would have connective tissue and kind of brought all those scenes together more more uh, fluidly and maybe somebody made them cut them down for for time purposes because it just it felt real herky-jerky all through all through that section
0: yeah, I, I'm not sure I was really following what was happening, but I wasn't sure if it was because the movie was bad or because I was bored.
1: <laughs> Does Sonya have those wristbands in the game? In the original Mortal
0: Kombat, and I don't know about any of the sequels, but in the original Mortal Kombat, and I think Mortal Kombat 3, her little projectile move was shooting pink rings out of her hands.
1: Okay. I I have a theory about why johnny cage wasn't in this movie (laughs) like the fact that the the... please tell me it has something to do with (laughs)
0: punching people in the balls
1: yeah i mean pretty much the fact that this arcana thing was such a big plot point you know the fact that uh you know they needed to like they needed to train and then like they sort of had to discover it like you know, Kano had to, like, get angry, and then he shot a laser beam out of his eye, and he's like, I can shoot laser beams out of my eye. Like, the the fact that most of those hero characters had these moments where something happened, and then they had to do something heroic that they got their arcana, I think they just couldn't really justify that Johnny Cages was dipping down and punching in the dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny Cages was the shadow kick. That was his cool thing, oh. but like he could also punch people in the nuts.
2: Wait, no, I remember Paul's. I don't remember the
0: sh- what was the shadow kick? It was back, forward, and kick, and then he would just like slide across the screen on his foot and kick you.
1: Like he would, he would kind of track across the screen and stay stationary, and then his shadow would kind of yeah linger behind him. And he could throw a fireball too—a little green fireball. I just remember he punched you in the dick. Did he? D- did he punch like in the game? Would he punch everybody in the crotch, or like, did they have the game set up so that he couldn't punch Sonia in the
0: crotch? No, he'd still punch Sonia in the crotch. I mean, it, uh-huh, okay, I, it, it, you're still getting punched in the crotch. It probably wouldn't hurt the same way, but still, <laughs> she's still being punched in the crotch, so it's still a getting punched, I guess. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I I just didn't I didn't know if it was kind of like if it was you know if it was just. Simple animation where he's got this move and he punches everybody like that. Or if the game was like, you know, if the game was uh, gender cognizant set up in a way, yeah, cognizant, like, you know, uh, I mean, essentially to say, like, you know, we'll rip your spinal column out of your neck, but we can't touch people's vaginas.
0: Well, let's see. I just found a YouTube video called "Evolution of Johnny Cage's Nut Punch, 1992 to 2019." So uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep this on in the background and, and see if we can get to uh, him punching uh, Sonia in the in the crotch. But I feel like I remember it just being, yeah. They're just gonna go through every character here. So here's uh, areas a uh, punch and Sonia. Oh yeah, look at that! You can't punch Sonia in the crotch. He gets down and doesn't throw the punch. So everybody's got an energy. Really? Yeah, he just gets down, and uh, he won't throw the punch. So you can do the move, and it'll <gasps> go into the split, but he won't throw
1: the punch. Oh, look at that. I learned something new today. Yeah, it's a, you know it's, oh, it's an in- interesting line that the game draws. You know, yeah. a violence, but not, <laughs> a, you know, not harassment.
2: We'll rip out your spine, but. By God, we're going to respect gender rules.
1: Well, I mean, I guess
0: the the whole purpose is, you know, he wants to get down there and take a sheep shot at your nuts. And uh, if you've got no nuts, then he's not going to do it. He'll still kill her, you know, he'll still punch her in the face, just not in the crotch. All right. Right. Way to go. Uh, Mortal
1: Kombat. (laughs) I mean, also sort of like talking about the way that the, the game was, you know, cognizant of things, right? That like that they... It, you know, because that early game was... I feel like it was just so simple, right? It was like, all right, this guy fights that guy, and they do these certain things. I mean, now games are, like, way more nuanced. But, you know, it, it also made me wonder, like, we, like, we like we watched this whole movie where we were supposed to invest in the story between these characters, specifically, like, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, that it's this ancient grudge, and that, you know, one guy uh killed the other guy's family and you know it's that they're sort of like two sides of the same coin or whatever like is it conceivable with that early game that it was just like they made one guy and then they didn't want to animate another guy so they just colored him yellow
0: well that is exactly what they were they were palette swap characters they you know there was the same actor who just did different moves and they colored him differently in in post-production in fact, I think this, say, oh, geez, the same—oh, geez—the same actor did Scorpion, Sub Zero, Reptile, right? Wasn't that the other Raiden guy? and Kano? Oh yeah, Reptile too. But like, I think there was like oh, one, yeah. there was like three dudes and Sonya were the entire cast of uh, the original Mortal Kombat, and they just you know put them in different costumes and and did it that way. Um, right. But yeah, there there was, but there was backstory. If you on the original arcade machine, if you sat there and. What like let it sit there on the 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 um, attract screen where which is what you call an, an arcade game where it sits there and it shows you different things. You know every single character would have a little bio and there was a basic story that Scorpion and Sub Zero were from rival clans uh, and wanted to kill each other and you know why Sonya was out to to fight Shang Tsung and who Goro is and stuff. All that information was in the game and there was a degree of mythology built into all the backgrounds in the games. Like there'd be these guards and weird outfits in the backgrounds, or there's the hero shrine and the pit and the, the, the environment itself was part of the charm of the game. Besides just the over the top violence and then nifty character designs. And that's what you take to make a movie
1: out of, you know? I think that was a mistake for this movie. I think if the game had just been pick a dude and fight, then we could have like made some more, better choices with this movie you know (laughs) instead it was like we have to stick to the the mythology of the video game which is just fucking pick a dude and fight well
0: that's the thing if they had just stuck to the mythology of the video game it would have been better but what the, the the mistake they made was we have to take the mythology of the video game and flesh it out better and by the time they got to mortal kombat 11 obviously it's it's complete and total insanity and it's nonsense but there's a through line. There's a stupid Hollywood movie baked right in there. All you had to do was that just take what's in the game and film it. (laughs) Like that's all they needed to do by the time they got to like Mortal Kombat 11 or whatever they're on right now. Just take this basic story, fill it with fight scenes and go from there. They didn't need to add all this extra nuance and stuff to it because it seemed like the movie was stepping over itself constantly to try to make it seem like this stuff had more gravity than it needed to have. Yellow ninja fight blue ninja. That's awesome. Dude can shoot ice. Dude has roped spear. Yay. This guy shoots fireballs. Awesome. (laughs) Just do that. You don't need to go any further than that.
2: Yeah. No, I, I all the Marvel stuff, the, the Marvel movies and the, the Netflix stuff especially, I feel like the, the thing that they did right is exactly what you just said. They were like, you know, there's like 60 years of story here. If we just, you know, kind of comb our way through it and just do what's already here, it should be fine. And that's that's what they've done. They were like, we don't have to make stuff up. We don't have to add to the mythology. We'll just go grab some of the fan favorites. Like that, if you look at the Daredevil Netflix series, that's what they did. They were like, "Let's go, just we'll do like his origin story and the Frank Miller run in the '80s, and then like you know, it's like yeah, you you did you took all the the highlights of the last sixty years of storytelling and you just threw it up on the screen. Done. You don't even need a writer; it's already written. Uh, the Mortal Kombat probably should have done the same thing. There is a whole story. I, I knew there was a mythos. I knew I didn't know the mythos. I know that I only had the vaguest idea of the mythos from the first uh, two to three games, and that there's been a bunch more. So I, I did go in there with a little bit of leeway for him. Again, I assumed that main character was was somebody, and I assumed the wing chick was somebody, and there was one or two others I didn't know. I was, was like, that's probably somebody. Uh, I knew about Outworld. I knew about you know the basic gist of it. Um, so I I think I gave the movie a little bit more leeway when I was watching it than it deserved because I was like, look, you gotta you should be placating to your your fan base. You're making a Mortal Kombat movie. First and foremost, you should make the Mortal Kombat fans happy. If you can make a movie that's so good that you're also making the the people who don't know about Mortal Kombat happy, then you've done an... Uh, you know that's a plus, good job. But uh, it seems like they they got away from it. They fleshed it out in areas that they didn't need, and then they made up a bunch of stuff. They made a and the main <laughs> character. Come on, and the only the only way in my mind that you could even remotely justify making up the main character with when you have this stable, is if tomorrow Mortal Kombat 12 was coming out and that yeah. guy was the main character. That is the only way you can justify that to me. If Mortal Kombat 12 is coming out tomorrow and that dude, I can't even Cole. remember his name now, dude with the armor chest, and who's got his, <laughs> uh Seems like a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, I know some other people have got fireballs and laser eyes, but it seems like he's not only got, you know half-assed Colossus, colossus, but he's also got blades on tonfas, which is a weird weapon, and he's just manifesting them. Uh,
1: It it looked to me like he was made out of noodles and his chest globe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right, that was the other thing. It seemed like he was absorbing and redirecting, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Who does that? that Bishop. Bishop, thank you. Yeah, so he had a lot going on, Um, and again... it, it. I really just assumed it was a character I didn't know. They didn't
0: really capitalize on that though. I kept ex- expecting him to like do something cool. Like and they said, do your uppercut, and then he did the uppercut. I was expecting to be like a really big deal, but then it was just it was just an
1: uppercut. All right, <laughs> and then he got hit again.
0: What the hell?
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think the only good stuff about this movie was Kano, and uh, I think the other good thing was that scene where they're training and they just keep tripping each other over and over <laughs> again and then, and then and then the one guy like jumps but he jumps too early and then he gets tripped like that was that was like
0: I'm pretty sure that was Kano.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was learning to play Mortal Kombat 101, you know, like it was nice that they had that scene and I think beyond that it was it was what it was. Yeah, I mean,
0: Raiden was weak sauce, Shang Tsung was like I mean, that guy had nothing on the original Shang Tsung in the movie. That guy was just oozed charisma, and this guy was just, like, kind of there. And, again, I I was fine with it the entire time I was watching it, but I have no interest in ever watching this again. Like, it it reminded me a little bit of the... um, Did you guys happen to see the the Monster Hunter movie that came out? No. So, there's another game series called Monster Hunter, and they made a a movie out of monster hunter and it was it did it did a bigger movie sin than mortal Kombat did where you know they they take something that's like all right here's this property we're going to license this property and it's got this whole fantastic world in it and but we need to ground this in our reality so we're going to make it so like what if the monster hunter world met the real world like like they did with that smurfs movie right we're going to make a live action smurfs movie it's going to be about smurfs but it's actually going to be about smurfs in our world. Like I hate it when movies do that. Like you've got a property, just go with it. Go with that, do that. That's why that property exists in the first place, first place that people want to see a movie of. So just do that. But it did a similar situation where you've got Monster Hunter, you've got this whole entire mythos set up and they invented a new character, Mila jo- Jovovich's character to be in the main character of this movie and then go through the Monster Hunter world as our surrogate from the real world into the monster hunter world. And just have faith in your, have faith in your property, have faith in the fact that people want to see a mortal combat movie and use the established characters.
1: Well, we, we've all sort of said that. What did we expect from this? You know, like, like we all kind of went into this saying, well, it's mortal combat. Like, are they really going to make high art? But is there any video games that have been turned into amazing movies? Like, is there precedent for, um, you know, for a video game movie blowing everybody away? There is not. And the reason for that is
0: exactly what I was just saying, at least as far as I'm concerned. The reason is that the closest I think we've ever gotten is the original Mortal Kombat, which was a gigantic blockbuster success because it was a stupid action movie, but it, Pleased people who wanted to see a stupid 90s action movie, and it pleased fans of the Mortal Kombat game for the most part. Like, it did its job perfectly, but it wasn't a good movie. And I think, at least from my perspective, as somebody who is a huge fan of video games and the stories that they can tell, is that there's a lot of great mythology that can w- theoretically, without too much effort, be turned into very good. Storytelling like there are stories to be told fleshed out in this medium and nobody does it because everybody who gets their hands on it has to mess with it like and I I hate to use this as an example because I don't think there's a great story to be told in the first place but look at the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that came out there was this live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie so what did they do they brought Sonic into our world now the movie was cute enough. It was a perfectly fine kids movie, but it wasn't great. It wasn't super good. It wasn't very entertaining. It didn't tell an amazing story or anything. Uh, But again, they could have made a Sonic the Hedgehog movie in the world of Sonic the Hedgehog because that's what anyone wants to see, right? You're going to make a movie and you're going to put these bright, colorful characters in these bright, colorful worlds. That's what you want to see a movie made out of, not Sonic running around in New York city because I've seen New York city. I've never seen a sentient blue hedgehog running around in New York city, but you know what I mean? Like there's something there already. Why do you have to, why do you have to change it? Why do you have to make it something that it's not? So nobody has successfully done that because nobody's ever really made much of a a video game movie that even attempts to do that. Now, Netflix recently released uh, over the last couple of years, a Castlevania anime series, which is fantastic. I
1: watched a little bit of that.
0: It's great. It just tells a cool Vampire Hunter story based in the world of the Castlevania video games. Wonderful. And the reason that's doing so well is because it's doing exactly what everybody's always wanted them to do with video game movies since the get-go. They're taking the source material, just like Sean said with the Daredevil comics, they're just taking the source material and adapting it to the screen. That's it. That's all that needs to be done.
2: So I can think of one video game example that I think did a pretty good job. Now, I'm not the best. uh, I I only played, like, the first one. No, No, I played the first two, and I only saw the first two. But I feel like the first Resident Evil movie, not perfect, but I feel like they did a decent job of trying to actually make a movie that someone could watch and still placating to the Resident Evil fans. Now, again, I only beat the first two Resident Evils, and I only watched the first two Resident Evil movies. I think that was a whole series of movies. I think they got to like three or four or Oh, five. yeah,
0: there's a lot
1: of them. Right. There was a ton so of them. There's like six or right, seven so
2: of them. I don't know where they went from there, but I feel like at least the first one, when I watched that, when it first came out, felt at least somewhat, I was like, yeah, this is, you took the, and that should have been even easier, though, in all fairness, because the first Resident Evil video game felt like a movie. Um, and I know I'm uh, going back now and probably not with all the crazy loading times and stuff, but I remember when I played it as a kid and I know they had the cutscenes scenes that had the terrible acting, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the scenes you actually played. Um, that and the Silent Hill and I think there was a Silent Hill movie that I vaguely remember watching that was just kind of somehow missed the mark. It was like it, they captured the the feel of the game but somehow missed something else about it. I'm not exactly sure what. I remember. I remember not Loving it as much, but I, th- I think the first Resident Evil movie kind of did, kind of did what we're talking about in that like, it hit all the it hit all the check mo- boxes which Mortal Kombat did. Somebody said fatality, somebody said come over here, but it did it in such a way that you weren't like you're 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 forcing this on me. Like, you you got to make a movie that does this. You can't just do this. It's got to be both.
0: But like the the original Resident Evil. Now I'm not a huge Resident Evil fan, but I do know this. That Resident Evil from two thousand two, Mila Jovovich's character is Alice, who is a character invented for the movie. Mm. So they didn't just adapt Resident Evil, which would have been great, right? Right. Haunted mansion. Put these characters in there from the game. You know, even throwing a throwaway line from the bad uh, dialogue in the original game about like I was almost a Jill sandwich or the master of unlocking or whatever, because that game had hilarious (laughs) dialogue. It's, it's funny, for as close to a movie
2: as the game was, the acting was and the dialogue was so
0: bad. Oh, yeah, it was unbelievably bad. So just do that. Do that exact game. Right. Adapt a screenplay intelligently and film it.
3: Right. That's
0: what you do for a Resident Evil movie. But they didn't. When they did Resident Evil, they invented a whole new thing. Character, and then yeah. as the movies went on, they started to... What is it? Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Extension, Extinction, Afterlife, Retribution, and the final chapter. So there were six movies in total. Holy
2: crap. No, that was it. The second one finally brought in Jill from the first game, right? Because I don't yes, think I saw yeah. many past that, and I remember Jill coming in and thinking, there you go. That's who you should... I didn't understand why... That. You're right.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but... I don't even think this Mortal Kombat movie attempted to do the storytelling that a Resident Evil movie did. I think it attempted to do the storytelling that, you know, Super Mario Brothers or Double Dragon did. (laughs) Oh,
0: oh boy. If you ever want to really, if you ever want to really like a really good, interesting story, dive into what happened with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Just really look into the history of that movie. It is fascinating. The
2: answer has to be drugs, right? I mean, it's just got to be drugs. Druggity Drug Drugs, and more That
0: movie that came out was like the fifth iteration. Like, that movie went through three or four different directors, full top-to-bottom script rewrites. Like, it was all over the place. That movie's insane. And that story of that movie being made is completely bonkers.
2: Well, I can enjoy that movie on a terrible level. Uh, The fact that you're telling me this much work went into it, there was like five screen rewrites, that's... It's more upsetting than anything else. It's kind of like, oh, God, somebody really tried? <laughs> like, when you think about it, it's just like, hey, we all got together. We made this movie. It's, it's nonsense. It's like, oh, okay, that's great. You know? But if that yeah, was no, like a lot of years of effort, of effort by different movie. people, oh, God, that's just,
0: you know. And it would get all the way to a certain point, and then it'd be like, no, this, is, no, this doesn't work. Try something else. And that that is the one that they landed on, I think, only oh. because... That was it. It was either this gets made or nothing gets made, and I think the studio was like, well, we're doing this. When
2: Ed Wood made a terrible movie, it's what he made last night with whoever he could find. You know, and you're like, oh, this is, (laughs) you know what, this is pretty good. This is what you had around, and you did this, it was pretty good. But, like, budget and effort and multiple attempts, come on. You gotta do better than this.
1: So, we're being relatively harsh on Mortal Kombat. Is the rest of the world being relatively harsh on Mortal Kombat? Like, is this... Will will this be the end of it? Did this not do well? I think it did
0: very well, um, because a lot of people wanted to see it in the first place. I don't know how many people are seeing it multiple times, and I don't know how that translates now, because ticket prices don't really factor in.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's going to benefit from the fact that there ain't nothing else to watch. Yeah. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, if there's this renaissance of these movies, like Mortal Kombat, like, does that mean, you know, it's going to be the rise of the old school video game movie again? Like, could we get another Street Fighter movie?
0: Oh, I would love to see a, another another take on Street Fighter, um, because that first one is a beautiful disaster. Uh, and the reboot years later, The Legend of Chun-Li is downright disturbing and just makes me uncomfortable to watch uh i didn't even know there was a reboot movie oh it's bad it stars christian kirk K- K- the girl from smallville uh and uh oh, okay the m bison is played by the guy who played dum-dum dugan in captain america um
1: oh well no one will ever replace uh ral julia in never my heart.
0: no absolutely never he's, he's amazing <laughs> Uh, let's see it looks like uh, Mortal Kombat secure this is coming from uh, IGN.com Mortal Kombat secured the top spot in the weekend domestic box office by earning 22 and a half million and narrowly defeating Demon Slayer the movie Mugen trains impressive 19.5 million debut so it looks like it had a pretty strong debut
2: see that doesn't sound like a strong yeah, but, debut because you just said it narrowly beat some other movie I ain't never heard of. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: never like, heard of that movie it
2: sounds like It sounds like it won a boxing match against no one, which is like, well, yeah, you won, but there was no one else in the ring. And, like, I don't know how they're measuring it now, because there's no, I mean, I, there are some ticket sales, but there's, you know, it's not, f- like, you could release a great movie right now, and it's not going to make the ticket sales of something that came out pre-COVID, because the... Th- or the theaters even open, or they had half capacity. Half the people are afraid to go. Whatever it is, so like I don't know how what a fair way to assess it is. You can say that it made the most mo- money, um, but then you've got like a lot of the the big blockbuster movies that have been done for a while are still being held back. They haven't released Black Widow yet or anything like that. So, yeah. Mortal Kombat one out in a, in in a room full of nothing. So it doesn't mean it was bad, but it doesn't mean it did great either. It's, Check this out. This
1: is is interesting. Just like most of the people fighting in the movie, (laughs) one out in a room full of nothing.
0: So uh, it continues. However, Mortal Kombat and Demon Slayer (laughs) both surpassed Godzilla vs Kong this weekend in North America, helping secure the biggest overall theatrical session since the coronavirus pandemic began. So that's something. something. But this is interesting. Mortal Kombat earned another twenty-seven point six million overseas, bringing its worldwide total of fifty point one million. Demon Slayer, which has already become Japan's highest-grossing movie of all time, has accumulated three hundred and eighty-eight point two million internationally, making it world making its worldwide total four hundred and seven point seven million. I have never heard of this Demon Slayer movie, but apparently, it's a big deal.
2: Yeah, I've never heard of it. But it, it it's it's hard right now. You don't hear about like I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't have cable anymore, so maybe it's on me. Like I got rid of that, but I, I feel like it's just about Corona. Like pre-Corona, uh, I didn't have cable either for like a year, and I still heard about like big release movies and you know whatever. You know, the top five or six movies coming out each month, I knew about.
0: The Demon Slayer movie is an anime movie, so I don't know how much we would have heard about it, even if we did have cable and watch TV, because it it's an anime movie. So,
2: right. Yeah, I I feel like all the big studios are holding back their big releases
0: um until so, we can all go to theaters again, yeah.
2: Right, because they want their, you know, this if they release Black Widow and it's the first Marvel movie to not crack the top 20, they're going to be sad about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like uh so yeah, Mortal Kombat uh, the only other I'm, I'm trying to think of other big releases that have happened, and I can't. Like they made, I feel like they're making a lot of these studios are making big deals out of movies that would have been like direct to TV beforehand. Like there was some sort well, of disaster. I mean, Godzilla movie.
0: versus Kong. Godzilla versus a, Kong probably
2: would have hit theaters, I think. Pre COVID. Oh, definitely.
0: Right. I but was. Barely. It was already slated to that because they had built that. That was a a, a crossover between yeah. those giant Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Kong and, Skull and Kong Island, Skull Island, like that—that that was announced yeah, to be a theatrical big deal. That was no question that would have been a uh,
2: A theater release, right. right?
1: They were creating that monster verse for a while, yeah. right?
0: But it would have been a B.
2: Um, it, it it wouldn't have been the it wouldn't have been the I don't think I don't think it would have been the box office uh, you know destroyer or anything. It would have you know would have gone there. I would have gone seen it. I would have given them my ten bucks or whatever. But I don't think it would have. Uh,
0: considering the performance of the last three in that franchise i think that was a. I, I think that's that's pretty safe to say that would have been a a pretty big deal i'm looking at the highest grossing did skull island of do well
2: i i saw yeah, it i liked yeah. it i just didn't realize it did well like
0: all right let's see the highest grossing movies of 2021 so far the at the top is still godzilla versus kong uh we're talking just domestic gross in the u.s at uh, eighty million. Now, with that, and are they counting like ticket sales and like I watched it on TV? They,
2: but I don't. Yeah, I don't know how it. they're
0: calculating that. I have no idea.
2: Oh, I didn't pay for Mortal Kombat either. I, I steal my HBO from my girlfriend's parents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but somebody's paying. for Somebody. It, so. That's true. My girlfriend's <laughs> parents are paying for HBO. Let's see. Uh, Ryan. Uh, second in second place is Tom and Jerry. I forgot they made a Tom and Jerry movie twenty years late. Oh yeah! Yikes. Yep, that would have been huge in the
2: never... '90s when, like, kid people were having kids that grew up on Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, dude, my generation—like, did, didn't I don't know about you guys—I didn't. I I know who Tom and Jerry were, but that was really like that was before me. And now our friends all have kids. It's like are our friends bringing them to see Tom and Jerry? Like, you should be making Ducktales the movie and, and Animaniacs the movie. That's what we grew up on. Tom and Jerry is, you know, I feel like that movie is 20, 30 years Apparently
0: late. it did well enough to beat Raya and the Last Dragon from Disney. I
1: I, I brought Nate to oh. see it at a at a um at a uh, drive-in movie theater cuz like what the hell else were we doing, you know? Like it was like, you know, go see Tom and Jerry or, you know, sit and stare at the wall. All night. Um, so,
0: which was uh, the better option? <laughs>
1: I don't know if you're supporting my point right, or fighting it. <laughs> I had the choice of watching this or staring at the wall. We chose to watch. All right, all right. T- T- Tom and Jerry was relatively enjoyable. All right. From from what what I saw of it when I wasn't waiting in line for concessions, it was uh it was funny.
0: Oh, there was that coming to America sequel. I wonder if that would have made it into theaters. I feel like it would have because it's Paramount Pictures. That was great. I like that. Anything with Eddie yeah, Murphy would like probably that, okay. make
2: it to theaters, you know, pre-COVID yeah. time. Again, I don't know that it would have been the blockbuster. You usually got like, you know, your one or two super big action movies, either superhero or Fast and Furious or whatever, usually dominate for big chunks of the the year, and then you've got a couple, uh, one or two dramas that win a bunch of Oscars that you know fill in the gaps in between those, and then maybe like a you know rom com or something that pops up for a week or two.
0: But I'm looking at what's on the horizon here, and I'm not seeing a lot. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing much. Well, then,
1: then that should be great for us doing this once a month. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't at, see
1: at that rate we'll we'll totally keep up with what's happening in with yeah. new movies.
0: April is this, and then May we'll be doing an old movie. So we need something in June. What's going to come out in June? Peter Rabbit Two: The Runaway. There it is. Oh God! <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll think of something. Uh, well, I mean, I I think I've just about capped out on everything I have to say about Mortal Kombat. Do you guys have anything else to add?
3: No.
2: If Pete, I, I, are we are we giving advice to people who watch? If you if you had all wanted to watch a Mortal Kombat movie, then watch this movie. I mean, it it did most of the Mortal Kombat things. Terrible. I didn't have to turn it off. You're looking for high art,
0: and absolutely do not come here. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking
1: for high art, watch
0: the first ten
1: minutes. Yeah, the first ten stop. minutes were pretty good. Pretty good. And yeah, and if you're looking for chuckles, fast forward till you see Kano, and then watch that. Yeah, yeah,
0: he was great. I, I also, I, I, I half recommend it. It's, it's, it's fine. fine. If you're gonna watch something this stupid, though, I would definitely, I would prefer Godzilla versus Kong because. That was some stupid, but like, you know, they gave him an they gave Kong an axe. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> All right. That's that's a different podcast and I don't want to get into that movie. What about you, Paul? What's your do you recommend or, or no? Uh no. I'm gonna say um I'm gonna say if you have to choose between this and anything else, uh, you know, watch watch something you're you you, you know is gonna be good. I I think I think that this was a waste of time. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I am go- I'm actually going to
0: amend amend mine a bit. If you want to watch a Mortal Kombat movie, go watch the 1995 one.
1: Yeah, go watch the 1995. Track down the original one. one
0: that you will have yeah. more fun
1: watching that than this. Or, or watch, Anni- watch annihilation. You know, just for the like, you know. Cheesy, terrible factor. I like, can't even recommend it, it, it for that. I hate that movie so. I, I think, much. I think that this one. I think that this one didn't have much going for it in terms of it being good, or in terms of or, it being awful. Or a better like,
2: plan: track down Christopher Lambert, yeah. ask him to come back to America, and then watch Kong versus Godzilla with him. <laughs> I bet you have a better night. Bet you would.
0: He, he does. He's like a very nice guy.
1: There can be but only if he only comes back one. from France.
0: <laughs> all right, everybody, that's a uh, that's going to be our show. Uh, I think it's time to wrap things up, and it's time to decide what our next film is going to be. So we're going to go into the back catalog, and we're going to start with the letter A. Um, I feel like we all have the same vote here, uh, but you know, let's let, let's give it a shot anyway, because uh, I guess we we have to decide on this, and then if if we if we wind up getting listeners in the let future, the we can yeah. pull them, but right now there's there's nobody else to ask but us so uh geez w-
1: you you guys i'm sort of glad that we have this um thing set up of of doing it alphabetically because for me if we were just coming up with this organically we have come full circle with christopher <laughs> lambert i think it would be be time to dive into Highlanders. but uh if we got to start with a then let's start with a so paul what's your vote for
0: a movie that starts with a
1: Uh, I think I think I think if we're going A I gotta go all the way with A and go A team Sean
2: so uh, we we briefly mentioned this earlier and I would love to rewatch that movie because I enjoyed the hell out of it so I will uh, probably just back up that but if we're just looking for something else to vote for the only other A movie I can think of off the top of my head is Atomic Monster the 1959
0: classic uh, that I don't think we should watch because I'm the only one who's going to enjoy that I think I'm also gonna vote A Team. My wife and I just watched that movie like a couple of weeks ago because I love that movie. movie. So, all right, three votes for A Team. We'll 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 kind of iron iron out some of the uh, uh, the, the lumps here. Like, are we all gonna vote on the show, or are we gonna take turns picking movies? I don't know. Right now, we all want to watch A Team, so that's gonna be our next episode, focusing on the wonderful masterpiece
1: that is the A Team, starring Liam Neeson and Rocket Raccoon. And Either other way, people. Well, i I like the idea of us voting on this. So next time, let's not tell yeah. each other our picks. Yes, like when when it's when it's time for B, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Hold on to your card. Don't show anybody your. But hands. I think I, I, I we'll do like my uh, only yeah. because I
2: have a great one for B. But <laughs> I think my rule about <laughs> if it's a an alliteration, I think you win tie breaking authority. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this isn't categories
2: how do you know it's not categories? I got such a good alliteration one
0: for B man, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up our show. A Theater Near You is a part of the Geekade Podcast Network, and if you'd like to get in touch with us to share your comments, movie suggestions, or whatever, you can send us an email at mail at geekade.com. We can also be found on most social media outlets and the official Geekade Discord server, all of which can be found in this episode's show notes. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time in the theater near you. I am Chris. Oh, I'm Paul. Thanks for listening.
2: It's been a wonderful night, and don't forget to thank your parents. (laughs) Good
1: night. (laughs) Good night.